Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I'm your host. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning into SST on Apple Podcasts, App Spotify, and on YouTube. I have to apologize. First and foremost, for the nasal tones coming out of my voice right now, under the weather this week, pushing through to get through these picks. So I apologize that we did not have our typical uh, early slash mid-week episode talking about NFL or basketball or whatever it may be in the world of sports, but we're back here to talk 15 NFL picks and joining me as they will every week and have every single week, Pat Boyle and Mark Shenlugan. Seven and seven and eight. Is that is that the right? That, yeah, seven and eight combined for the three of us last week. Mark and I went three and two. Pat one and four. Pat Boyle, what's up, my guy? What's up, man? No more uh, no more room for slip ups here. It's time for a big finish. It is time for a big finish. I've gone over these picks 167 times, and that is why I truly believe I'm in the running for a 5-0 week here. Let's go. I love it. Mark, how many hours of film did you watch this week? You know, Pete, I, I won't disclose that, but I can tell you it didn't take me 167 hours to realize that there's no more time for slip-ups and that this is the amount of times needed to go over my picks to make sure there are no slip-ups. But, uh, no, I love it. No, I love great. playing off the two of you. It's fantastic. It really is great. And I got I got to say this, Mark. You texted us when we were leading up to our recording here. I, I'm assuming a little bit tongue-in-cheek here because you've te- texted us so many times this year. Yo, we're going 5-0 and this week. We're going 5-0, and blah, blah, blah. And you texted us today. All right, my picks are ready. 0-5 this week. Is that based off some reason of, of doubt on your picks or are you just playing a joke? No, honestly, five and zero, zero and five, six and zero, zero and six—all unrealistic possibilities. If you're me, I believe I'm actually the only person to have a zero and five and a five and zero. Right? That is correct. I've not had either. I haven't had a five right? and zero or an zero and five. Neither has Pat. So yes, right. you are correct. And on the total record front, we are currently looking at after week fourteen. Myself in the lead with 36, 33, and one. Pat now in last place, 29 and 41. And Mark, the fighting Shenlugans, 31 and 39. Taking back up. We are clawing back to 500 slowly but surely. And this week, this could be the week where we really make a move. It could be. It very well could be. And we got some picks to go over. I will say this uh, the Vikings came up small. For Pat and I last week, that was a tough one. I needed them just to cover eight in that highly talked about matchup against the Lions. Uh, uh, Pat had them plus two. They did not do either. And then the Titans also coming up small for both Pat and Mark. So that was the tough L's of week 14. But now moving on to week 15, it's another week to make these picks, another week to get back in the win column. So Pat Boyle, after your one and four week, why don't you kick us off? with your first pick of week 15. And with all that being said, I have to come out here and talk about obviously our friends over at DraftKings because the NBA season is heating up y'all. And there are so many unknowns in this league still, but there are some things that are starting to shake out and take shape. I remember in the preseason pod, I mentioned this guy as one of the longer shot MVPs that I like that I threw a little wager on on DraftKings. That's Jason Tatum. This guy's averaging 30 points a game. He's top five in the league in win shares according to basketball reference. Listen, the odds are not going to get better than they are now. He's already gone down a little bit from where he was to start the season at plus 1,500. Now, futures, they're starting to change. He's got plus 350. You missed out on the big-time odds. He's got now the third best odds, but it's not too late. That's still a good payout, and there are some other folks that might be interesting to throw some money on as well, but Tatum, to me, is one of those guys that might just be his year. And when I'm looking to get into the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. 
Now check this out. That's for new customers. What can everyone else get? Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. This has been going on all year. It ain't stopping now. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player pops like rebounds, points, three-pointers made, and more. And the more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. This has been nice for me because I, I like dabbling throughout the week. You know, Sundays are obviously big-time days, but then you got basketball throughout the week. You get involved with the same-game parlay. Maybe you don't even like a side. I do that sometimes. I don't even like a side, but I think this guy might get 20 or this guy might get 10 rebounds. And all of a sudden, I got a plus 300 same-game parlay that's getting stepped up from DraftKings and looking even better. So download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, let's go. I'm going right back to the well. I'm, I'm taking the Vikings. Um, you know, say what you will about the Lions as a whole. The last six weeks, they've been one of the best teams in football. They really have. And I thought that um, – I thought it was going to be close. I, I didn't, you know, I don't think I made my pick last week saying, oh, the Vikings are going to blow them out. This isn't going to be a contest. Like, I've been well aware of how well the Lions have played recently. And the, the Vikings secondary is that's one of the worst in football. And when you have a Lions team that Jared Goff, who's been honestly throwing the ball with some unbelievable pizzazz lately, and you've got a terrible secondary, uh, it turned out being a much, much worse uh, matchup than I envisioned. However, the Indianapolis Colts, their strength, running the football. Vikings run defense hasn't been good, but it's been a whole lot better than how their, their sieve of a secondary. So if they can stop Jonathan Taylor, which I fully, fully envision that they're going to game plan to put a bunch of guys in the box, they're going to win this game. The Colts aren't going to be able to score. They've been terrible, right? They got the one game bump with Jeff Saturday, and it was yet another awful performance from Josh McDaniels, loser of a head coach that he is. He showed it again last Thursday against the Rams. So Vikings back at home, they don't lose to bad teams, right? Their three losses here, Eagles and the Cowboys, speaks for itself, and a red-hot Lions team. They've beaten the bad teams. They're going to beat another mediocre team in Indianapolis. A little bit of revenge here coming off that loss against Detroit. Now everybody's saying, oh, they're fraudulent. Well, the defense is terrible, yes, but again, the Colts – they can't do anything outside of running the football. I expect Matt Ryan to have a tough day. Vikings bounce back in a big way here. I think they win this by a touchdown. Uh, so give me the Vikes minus four. And, you know, the one thing, too, on offense, Stephon Gilmore, right, having a bit of a resurgence year here. Uh, outside of him, the secondary sucks. And they've got their other cornerback, Kenny Moore, who's out. And the backup corner, Brendan, however you say his last name, uh, Fassason. He's doubtful, so you've got a weakened secondary to begin with, uh, and now you got two guys out in that secondary. So even if it's not Jay Jettas having a big week, they've got plenty of other options to. As long as they don't throw the ball towards Gilmore, uh, Cousins should have a big day. The Vikings' offense should have a big day. Big bounce back for Minnesota. Vikings minus four. All right, my first pick. Pick that's going to make absolutely no sense to people who use their heads when they make their picks. But we're going to go with the Las Vegas Raiders to take out the New England Patriots for pick number one. I mean, I don't know how you go near this team after the way they chapped the bet against the Rams down the stretch of that game with everybody that the Rams were missing. Carr looked pathetic. He had a chance to get back to one game under last week and really make some sort of playoff push. They completely blew up their season plans pretty much at this point. There's no more room for errors if there was any more last week. Um, and the Patriots, you know, it's seven and six. In the mix, in the thick of things, but I don't know. To me, there's no reason that the the Raiders should be favored in this game, and for whatever reason, they are. Um, maybe that's because they play better at home. There's only three and two at home. One of the losses is a 20 point blown lead to the uh, Arizona Cardinals, who actually just got beat by New England. But they were down 13 seven last week after Kyler got hurt, and I don't know. I just think the car. He could get Waller and Renfro back this week. Devontae Adams and Jacobs obviously are going to play in this game. For whatever reason, I'm saying lean towards the Raiders. And at minus 120 for this, I think it's on paper. It looks like one of the most dangerous picks you could possibly make this week. But honestly, on the field and compared to everything else, I can't see the Raiders losing this game. Pick number one. 
So this is like a Mark Shenlugian pick that he hates, that he says he doesn't make picks not, that he hates. Not that I hate. It just doesn't seem right, but it feels right, as opposed to it's seeming right but not feeling right. It goes against conventional wisdom is what you're saying, right? Raiders yes. just put that abysmal, embarrassing performance on national television and the Patriots just won on national television. You're trying to think about your average Joe sitting on his couch saying, oh, who am I going to take in this game? I'm not betting on that Raiders team. They're pathetic. The Patriots right. just won, right? Like, I'm Mark, let's go. I'm right with you. My first pick of the week, Raiders. I did go minus one and a half, even though – you're right. In the rules of our, uh, in the rules of our game here, their money line is minus 120, which is totally in play because that's what we kind of use as our baseline with teasers or whatnot. But whatever, I don't even care. I'll say Raiders minus one and a half first the Patriots. And to give you some more of that insight right here, if you look at pregame.com, Mark, 50% of the tickets are on the Raiders, aka 50% are on the Patriots, an even split as far as actual bets placed on this game. However, 70% of the money coming in on the Las Vegas Raiders. And that's something that's telling us that why they're, why they're looking at uh, the Raiders as the sharp side here. Their offense is much better. I think that's what it comes down to. The Raiders can actually score points, and the Patriots struggle to do so. I know they put up some points against the Cardinals. They had their moments where they look good. Ramondre Stevenson's banged up. Jacoby Myers might still be out for this game. The Patriots' offense is laborious. It's hard for them to really get going. I think there has to be some sort of pride factor here with the Raiders after that abysmal performance. It was embarrassing. It was one of the worst things you've ever witnessed watching them blow that game uh, last week. And now, you, you know, they go against the Patriots where McDaniels goes against Belichick. Is that something where you want to put your money on Josh McDaniels? Maybe not. However, when you just look at these teams and their strengths and their weaknesses, the strengths for the, the Raiders obviously being the pass attack and Josh Jacobs and Max Crosby on defense. The Patriots' strengths is really just being a decent defense of slightly above average defense. Their offense doesn't have many strengths. I'm riding with the Raiders here, just like you, Mark, minus one and a half at the Patriots. I'm sorry, at home against the Patriots. All right, pick number two. Uh, the two best teams in the AFC. I'm, I'm predicting them to get the job done this weekend. Let's tease a couple points on each. Let's get the Bills. Minus two and a half at home on Saturday night against the Finns. And we'll parlay that with the Chiefs. Minus six and a half on the road against the Texans. That's minus 118. Uh, let's talk about Saturday night. And let's talk about Tua Tungavailoa being the quarterback that I thought he was. And Mark, you got some explaining to do after, what was that, a 10 for 28 performance for a buck 45 against the Chargers defense uh, on Sunday night. And now Tua is going to go into Orchard Park where it's going to be 32 degrees sub-freezing temperatures with possibly some wintry mix in the uh, forecast. Yeah, here's a here's a nice little stat for you. Tua has never started a game in the NFL um, under 36 degrees. So he's going to go into the frozen tundra that should be called Lambeau Field, but the Packers have been abysmal this year. So the frozen tundra that is Orchard Park, and here's that stat for you. Tua has started three games where the temp has been under 50, 0-3 against the spread. Um, you combine that with the fact that he has looked just downright terrible in the last two weeks. Uh, Buffalo is getting hot at the right time. Bills at home. Uh, this spread, to me, is a little bit too much for my liking at 7.5, considering you'd have to take the hook. But the Bills' defense is performing how we thought they would now over the last couple of weeks, right? They've only given up 22 in the last two weeks. And... Miami's reeling. I don't think you see reversal in the trends here. I think that the Bills are going to dominate this game. Um, and again, the only reason I'm not taking the seven and a half is because maybe you get a backdoor cover. Uh, so I love the Bills winning by at least a field goal at home, getting revenge for that loss earlier in the year, which shouldn't have been a loss considering they dominated that game in South Beach. And then the Chiefs not going to spend too much time on this. They saw what happened to Dallas last week. If you take any team in the NFL lightly, they can burn you. So, And they took Denver lightly after going up 27-0, got a little bit of a scare. So I don't think that there's going to be any lack of preparation here. Uh, they know that they're still fighting for that number one seed in the AFC. They're going to go on the road. They're going to destroy a Texans team that's not going to have Damian Pierce. It's probably not going to have Nico Collins again. Maybe if they're lucky, they have Brandon Cooks. But again, Houston's terrible. Kansas City's going to roll. Bills minus two and a half, Chiefs minus six and a half, minus 118. 
You know, Pete, sometimes Pat just drives me absolutely insane. I, I get like se seven different stats there on Tua in, you know, under 50 degrees or 36 degrees and he always 0-3 against the spread. But then the next thing I hear out of his mouth is, you know, I think the spread's too high for Buffalo this week. So we'll tease him all the way down to two and a half. Now, teasing him all the way down. It's, I mean, it's five points. All right. You're almost teasing him down a touchdown. But anyway, to respond to your first point, he looked horrible last week. And I think this is a part of the, se the season where the Dolphins hit a uh, hit their rough patch because I, too, agree with you. I don't think it's going to be pretty for them again this week. Um, but I'll get to that pick later. I'm going to move on to my, uh, my second pick here. Uh, Dallas Cowboys money line for like one of this two team parlay. Um, look, I don't think they could possibly play any worse than they did last week. I think that they will be on high alert to start much better. Jacksonville, uh, shocking, shocking me and Pat last week. Obviously not you, Pete, beating the Titans. I'm going to chalk it up to just like what you said. Too many guys on Tennessee was injured. I still think when push comes to shove, the Jaguars are absolutely pathetic. So give me Dallas to win in leg one of this. I don't think they will be caught looking ahead to Philly. I think that was what happened last week. Um, and then leg two, Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to tease them up to three and a half in this, or getting three and a half. Um, against Indianapolis, I'm still kind of shocked at how low this spread is, considering how pathetic I think the Colts are as well. They've won one game since Saturday took over, and it was the game against the Raiders. Um and if they do find some way to lose this game, if Minnesota does find some way to lose this game, I think three and a half is more than enough with the uh, with the hook. So pretty pretty confident about this one. Dallas Cowboys to win. Minnesota Vikings plus three and a half, minus one hundred five. Pick number two. So wait, Mark, I just have a question. You you called out Pat for teasing somebody almost a touchdown before. Isn't that how a teaser works? Yes, but he's literally gave me seven different stats on how two is Owen forever in this against the spread and then he goes and says oh it's too high for buffalo and and it's not like a point or two no we'll tease him a touchdown lower against tua who's oh and so you're trying to tell me that what he's going to be one and three against the spread now this week why don't you just go you, dolphins that's a great question mark you should ask yourself i mean you flipped this on me two weeks ago pete why not just go viking i love this pat what's your what's your retort my retort is Retort. That, that's is a that that's Retort. a word? Yeah. <laughs> it is, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I mean, why why does anybody ever do a teaser if they think a team is going to win the game? Why not just take the spread on every single bet? Then I, I want the insurance, right? I want the insurance. I don't see any way the Bills lose. I don't see the way I don't see any way they lose, win by less than a field goal. And I'm going to take that with the Chiefs. Look, should the Chiefs win by thirty against the against the Texans? Absolutely. But I mean, if you tell me the Texans lose by ten or can 13, I, can I be bet smart. on that sports book, the Boyle sports book, Texans plus thirty and a half this week? I got to get you back for like two weeks ago. Yet I'm down a lot to you. So That's you cool. said you said I think the spread should be Minnesota minus nine and a half. I'm saying the spread for what I it know. is, Chiefs minus fourteen, is fair. But should they win the game by thirty? Yes, they should. Houston's terrible, but I mean, you saw what happened last week against Dallas. Well, well, can I NFL, can I get dude. Texans plus thirty and a half on the Boyle sports book no, or no? No, you no. can't. No, no, you can't. And there is a there is a Boyle sports book in Europe, so I would go and go and check what their spread is. <laughs> I'm a bigger fan of Patty Bets or whatever they call them, whatever that book is. I mean, if you're gonna start, if you're gonna start asking me why, like why why tease any pick. Why take money line parlay? Hey, no, no, no. I, listen, it's a fair question. I Mark's right. I went at him with that question last time, and he he took he took it to heart. He didn't change his pick. And Pat, you don't have to change your pick either, as, right? And as bad as the Dolphins and Tua have been the last two weeks, they're still an eight and five team with mm. two stud with the best receiving duo in the NFL. Seven and a half points is a lot of points. You made your you made your answer clear. You want the insurance. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. That's why I'm going to go with my second pick. I'm just I'm just glad neither of your glasses came off and I had to tell you to put them back on. That's all I really care about at this point. All right, Skip. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, where are you going with that? For a I, knew, I hope I hoped one of you got it, but go ahead, Pete. Uh, Pat drilled it in for me. But to continue with the teaser trend here, I'm going to go with a little teaser myself. And I also have the Buffalo Bills in a teaser here, except I'm going to tease them down to minus one and a half for minus seven. I'm going to take the Giants from plus four and a half up to plus 10 and a half uh, on, on that second leg of the teaser there. It's minus 120. And to Pat's points, 
this is the Bills games to lose here. I think they are they are definitely looking at this as a must-win situation, an opportunity for them where they can really look at this division and say, finally, all this dramatic that we all this drama that we felt over the last couple of weeks is put to bed, right? Like if they lose this week, this AFC East is still in the air. If they win this week, it's basically a guarantee that the Bills finally walk away with the AFC East separated by two. Dolphins would have the tie break if they win here. That's why the Bills cannot take this one lightly, and they will not. To all the points Pat made about Tua and this uh, high-octane offense of Miami playing in Buffalo in the elements, I think it's going to be a bit more difficult. We'll see what Buffalo can do as far as running the ball. They haven't been spectacular here, but I do expect them to really treat this. I don't want to say a kitchen sink game, but treat this as a must-win game because of what is on the line from a, a pride perspective of losing to them already this year and b just getting this division in their back pocket and not having to worry about it moving forward. We know what this bills team is worth. They have to take care of business. I think they do so now. There's also some statistics out there going around with the Miami dolphins. It's been a lot of positives talking about Tua Tonga Viola and his ability to push the ball down the field this season, right? Air yards per attempt is something that's talked about a lot in the analytical world and theirs are higher than everybody's. But at some point, it went too far. And in the past couple of weeks, they're actually taking too big of shots on early downs, and that's putting them in third and long situations more than anybody else in the entire NFL. Maybe this weather will help them get on a little bit better of a pace and not go for big home runs over and over and over again, setting them up on third and longs. But nonetheless, I still trust the Bills more in this spot, especially at minus one and a half. With the Giants and the Commanders, it's pretty simple to me. These are evenly matched teams. I think the commanders are probably a little bit better. I do, however, think the four and a half is just a little bit too high. I was surprised that it was that high since it's in Washington. I guess that has something to do with it. I thought this would be a three-point spread, maybe even two and a half. Nonetheless, these two teams play each other, and they go at it uh, and, and go down to the final minutes of the game. We've seen it every year, right? And the Giants have actually had the better of this matchup over the past couple of years in Daniel Jones' career to this point. Yes, the commanders are a little bit better. Saquon is getting healthier. I do think this offense for the Giants is doing just enough to hang on here, and the defense is going to compete as they have all year. So I think the 10.5 points is more than enough to feel comfortable here. So my second pick is Bills minus 1.5, Giants plus 10.5. That's my second pick. All right, here we go. I'm not getting off the train. Pick number three, Mike effing White, the legend and the Jets, minus one and a half to beat the Detroit Lions and win by two points or more at MetLife Stadium on Sunday. Okay, I was wrong last week on the Lions. That's not scaring me away from this pick. I know they've been playing well. They have a top five offense. I mean, who the hell would have thought we'd be saying that about a Jared Goff quarterback team? Top five offense. I believe they're fourth in total yardage fifth in scoring and they've been red hot, but it's time for them to come back to earth on Sunday because they're going up against a top three defense in the jets, third in total yards, fourth in total scoring. And, you know, you would say on paper, okay, well that, that white kind of wipes out that matchup. And maybe then it comes down to have, if the jets can move the ball against a, a Lions defense that has played pretty well the last couple of weeks, um, especially since I thought Minnesota would probably put up close to 28 or 30 against them, um, you know, playing, uh, indoors, but not the case. That being said, uh, once again, I think the elements are going to play a factor in this. Not going to be snowing, or at least it's not supposed to right now, but 40 degrees, potential to get down to 35 at MetLife on Sunday. It's going to be cold. Jared Goff is a different quarterback when he has to play in the elements than he is indoors. 25 and 13 against the spread indoors, 29 and 32 against the spread outdoors. And now it's a cold December game. I think the Jets defense is going to have the edge. I would love it even more if Quinn and Williams is playing on Sunday. Hasn't practiced, I think, this week so far. Um, they said he was day-to-day with a calf injury. Really, really hope he would play. I'd love to pick that much more if he does because he's been an absolute menace. Ten sacks on the year. Dallas's, uh, Detroit's line would have a lot of problems with him. <clears throat> then, talking about the elements, Mike White has played in pouring rain at a deluge three weeks ago against Chicago. Played in Awful weather against Buffalo last Sunday. You guys know what I think about him. He's been a, he's faced adversity. He got absolutely battered last week. He's going to play. The ribs are fine. And this offense, they've got a, a running game again. We didn't think we didn't think they would have one after Brees Hall went down. Bam Knight's been awesome the last couple of weeks. Elijah Moore's starting to come back into the fray and make an impact on this team. Garrett Wilson's going to run away with the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. So 
I think the Jets offense is going to be able to move the ball enough to get them in position to score points, at least get field goals. And then the defense is going to do what it's done all year long. And that is stop great offenses. Robert Sala and the Jets this year, 4-0 against the spread, going up against teams that score 24 points per game or more. So great defenses, stop good offenses. They're at home. Jets bounce back to get the playoff hunt back on track with a win here. Give me the Jetties minus one and a half. All right, pick three. Uh, <clears throat> we're going to go three-team teaser. First, we're going to tease the Buffalo Bills up to three and a half, and this one against the Miami Miami Dolphins. Um, look, I think they win the game, but I also thought they were going to beat them down in Miami, and that didn't happen. They lost by two. Um, again, just a spot where I feel comfortable. If the team does lose, they lose by less than three. Um, second part of this, also going to bring the New York Giants, like you, Pete, up to 10 and a half in this one. Um, this is my most worrisome pick out of anything this week or most worrisome leg. You know what I think of Daniel Jones and the New York fraudulent Giants? Um, it's a must-win game for them. I keep telling Pat every week they won't win another game the rest of the season. Been saying that for the last three, four weeks. Been right about that. Um, hopefully the 10.5 points is enough this week. I'm counting on the defense to keep it tight and uh, Saquon to carry the offense because we know the quarterback's incapable of doing that. Um, and then lastly, we're going to tease the Los Angeles Chargers up to 10.5 as three-point favorites. Um, maybe this, the, this defense has finally figured it out. I don't know. Just when you think you can trust them, you can't. That's how it usually goes with this team. So I'm going to bring them all the way up to 10.5 because I feel like I've got zero read on the Tennessee Titans either. Um, another team, when I think I know what they're going to do, they do the exact opposite and blow a team out or they get blown out. Um, and 10.5 points here should be also be uh, more than enough if they do somehow blow this game at home. Um, so Bills plus 3.5, Giants plus 10.5, Chargers plus 10.5, minus 115, pick three. Cody O'Connor is rolling over in his bedroom right now, knowing that Mark okay. has his money and okay. pride on the New York Giants. He's not happy. He's not happy, but that's okay. I'm going to go with my third pick. I wouldn't pick. be either. <laughs> you you won't be, or you wouldn't be. I wouldn't be either. He's probably screaming in a in a screaming so loud through his walls that we're going to have to throw him in solitary confinement one of these days. But it's all good. <laughs> He's not happy. He's not happy. That's okay. But I'm going to go with my third pick. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers straight up minus three at, I'm sorry, I said at, no, they're home, home against the Tennessee Titans. So Chargers minus three against the Tennessee Titans. This is a, a bet on the Chargers that I'm starting to feel a little bit more confident in what they're doing on offense here. And that's because for the first time and actually the second time all season, but the first full week here, where they can look at their offensive weapons and say, holy hell, we have all three of our horses, all healthy, all practicing. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, all practicing, not even on the injury report. Technically, Mike Williams still on the injury report, but has been a full participant in practice every day so far this week. This is huge. And right now, Justin Herbert looks like the quarterback who he actually is when these three guys are playing. Last week, we saw it over 360 yards in the air. 116 for Mike Williams. Keenan Allen had 12 catches for 92, being that uh, chain mover that he always is for Herbert and this Charger team. Austin Eckler has just been consistently efficient and great this entire season. And now Josh Palmer and Gerald Everett can go back to the being that, that fourth option, that backup option, that tertiary option for this offense, rather than being relied upon and looking at DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer as the one and two on this team. I think a lot of the reason why we're so down on this offense has to do with those exact reasons right there. Also on the flip side, Tennessee Titans. I just, I'm not that impressed. I know that they do a great job when they're underdogs. Typically Mike Vrabel has been a great coach to put money on when he's an underdog, but in this situation, it's not the one for him. The, this line started at one and a half. Now it moved up to three. I think that's a little bit more frustrating. Obviously if you could have gotten it at two, two and a half, or even one and a half when it first opened, You'd be in better shape here, but I think the Chargers are trending up while the Titans are trending down. Derrick Henry put up some numbers last week, but it didn't really matter. It didn't really feel like he was as impactful as he normally is. I've been trying to get on this. I've been trying to get ahead of this one realistically with the Tennessee Titans. They are a run team off reputation. They are not dominating people on the ground, even if they're getting counting statistics every single week. Last week, he had a couple of big runs. He had 120 yards on the ground to Derrick Henry. So I know it feels like 
They still can do what they want to do on the ground, but it's not the case. And with uh, Traylon Burke still being questionable to play this weekend, I don't trust this offense to keep up with the Chargers. And that's why I like the Chargers minus three at home against the Tennessee Titans. All right, pick number four. Um, Let's go with a parlay here. And once again, I'm looking to get hurt. And I'm going to take Tom Brady. And I'm going to take the Buccaneers and I'm going to get them up to plus seven and a half against the Bengals. And I'm going to parlay that with the Packers money line minus one Oh six odds. Um, look, there's really no point anymore about giving out Brady against the spread stats and stuff like that, because this, this year is different basically than any other year he's ever had. They've been terrible. Once again, they got destroyed by San Francisco. Cincinnati has been red hot. And once again, like I said, last week, when I said logic would tell you to take the Niners here, Logic would tell you to take the Bengals, um, but something tells me they're, that, it, look, if it's not coming on Sunday for Tampa Bay, it's it's not going to come at all, and they'll still somehow be in a position to win the, win the division. But sooner or later, Brady and this offense, which has all the talent with Mike Evans, Godwin, Julio Jones, I know the offensive line has been really, really bad. I know Tristan Wirfs is not going to play again on Sunday. But sooner or later, I'm going to bet on the fact that it's Tom Brady. Once again, I'm betting on Tom Brady and uh, that they're going to be able to move the football. Um, The defense, they're going to probably get Antoine Winfield back, who's missed the last two games. That's huge for them in their secondary and in, in terms of slowing down Jamar Chase and the Bengals pass attack. Jamel Dean. Probably not so confident that he's going to play. I think he was in a walking boot on Wednesday. Uh, so, you know, who knows on and that. But the, the secondary outside of that is getting healthier. Uh, Vita Vea, I'm expecting to play. So that should help stuff the, the Bengals' run game up the middle and slow that down. Um, so, again, you know, not a whole lot of logic and rationale behind this one. But uh, Buccaneers and Brady, they got to show up sooner or later. And coming back home here uh, with favorable weather, favorable conditions to move the football – I just I don't see how they lose by more than a touchdown. And then Packers, I mean, this is classic December Rodgers. I mean, give me give me the two legendary quarterbacks whose careers are look like they're coming to a, a screeching end. I'm going to bet on both of them. So I'm betting on Rodgers to beat the Rams on Sunday on Monday night. And this is typical Green Bay December game. It's going to be 17 degrees, chance for some snow. Rodgers has shown that he has no problem playing in this. They're limiting Aaron Jones in practice, but coming off the bye week, I expect him to play. Um, Bakhtiari at left tackle is probably not going to play, but that's fine. He, he has only played, it seems like a handful of games the last two years. And the, the Packers defense has been excellent stopping the pass. So Baker, yeah, he's had a week now to learn the playbook, had the miracle win uh, last Thursday night, but I mean, it is going to be absolutely freezing cold. So they're going to struggle to throw the ball no matter what. And they just have not been able to run that ball uh, really at all this year. So that's the Packers weakness and the Rams haven't shown a propensity to be able to run the ball consistently. So um, I think, you know, again, this is the Packers need to try to win out to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be able to beat a Rams team that, you know, outside of the last two minutes was dead for most of that game. So Brady and Rodgers in a parlay, Bucks plus seven and a half Packers money line. This is your fourth week in a row betting on the Bucks, by the way. Yep. Fourth and I, week lost, in a row. I, lost, I lost when they played the Browns. Mm-hmm. I won on a miracle when they beat the Saints mm-hmm. and then got crushed last week. Mm-hmm. That's right, Pete. We just don't like to do smart things. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. Um, you'll find no bigger Brady fan than me, but uh, I I stayed away from that one this week. Um, pick four, three-team teaser again. Um, I'm just going to piggyback real quickly off the path for all the reasons that he said. I'm going to tease the Packers up to three and a half in this game at home. think they win, but going to be safe and take the field goal and the hook. Uh, Rams bring their show on the road this week. Uh, not as confident as them to uh, pull off a miracle again if they have to on the road. And Green Bay, I don't know. I think they might get hot to end the year and maybe sneak into a playoff spot. So we're going to go Packers plus three and a half. Um, like two, we're going to go to Saturday football. We're going to tease the Cleveland Browns up to six and a half. That should be money with the Sean Watson going up against. That's probably going to be Mitch Trubisky from what it looks like. Um, although you got Deontay Johnson hoping and praying that it's Mason Rudolph gets a shot actually, if Kenny Pickett can go. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, big divisional battle here. The Browns Watson another week, hopefully shaking off more of the rust, getting six and a half points at home should be more than enough. And then the last pick is honestly where I'm a little bit nervous because I'm going to tease the Detroit Lions up to 10 and a half in, in this one. 
Um, you know, they've won five of their last six. They're going on the road this week. Jared Goff notably struggles in cold weather games. Um, you got Pat Boyle talking about the legend that is Mike White. That just shows you how pathetic New York football is. The guy's thrown zero touchdowns in his last two games, and he's a legend. So that's how low the bar has been set. But, Pete, I'll be honest with you. I'm really nervous about the fact, and I'm going up to 10.5 with the Lions because I don't think Mike White's going to finish this game. I think Zach Wilson's going to come into this game at some point, and that's why I think I'm going to need the 10.5 points. I'm really nervous here. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm at about an 8. I'm at about an eight that that's what's going to blow this up. I think Zach Wilson comes back this week and he becomes the New York savior this week in the talk of the town. Um, so we're going to go Browns plus six and a half lions plus 10 and a half, hopefully and Packers plus three and a half minus one fifteen pick four. That is incredible. Mark. That's such a great job by you. What a heel turn. Like, it's just amazing. I love that. If I'm if officially Zach nervous. And now, now assuming that my uh, my cold over here turns a little bit away by Sunday, I will be at MetLife for this match. Oh, here. I swear to God, if if Mike White for whatever reason leaves the game and Zach Wilson comes in and wins it, I I can't even fathom how a Jets fan would feel about that. Like, because it helped them tremendously to make the playoffs, but they have been shitting all over Zach Wilson for weeks and weeks and weeks now. And, and now, now he's getting elevated to backup. I think exactly that's right. Because I think they know that Mike White might not be able to go. No, it has everything to do with Fossil Flacco, who is a fucking dinosaur in the pocket. And Mike White isn't very mobile either. So you need a mobile quarterback off the bench if something happens. But Mike White came back in the same game in which he got his ribs battered. So if he wasn't, if he didn't come back in that game on Sunday, I'd say maybe. But he did. He's playing on Sunday. Zero touchdowns last two games. Pat Boyle has now also called him a mobile, but he's also called him a legend. I I, I don't I don't Tom get Brady, it. Tom Brady I don't understand. He didn't call him. A Are legend. we comparing Mike White now to Tom Brady? Is that where you just went? Well, I gave out a stat when I hosted on the fan, and I said if Mike White threw for 300 yards on Sunday, which he would have if he didn't leave the game twice, he would have joined Mahomes and Burrow as the only quarterbacks that throw for 300 yards or more in four of their first six starts. You know what? Point out the fact that he hasn't thrown touchdowns. You know, How about that he has if, 950 if he wins, yards if, in the last three games? If he a thousand on, yards nearly in the last three games. On how many passing attempts? Like two hundred. Doesn't matter. Anyway, Doesn't matter. Brady throws the ball fifty five times. If he a wins week. his if he wins his next seven Super Bowl appearances, he'll join Brady in that club too. So I can't take it anymore. This blind <laughs> New York media Mike Effing White love has gone far enough. Oh my and it needs God. to stop. I'm just imagining what Jets fans are going to do in the stadium when Zach Wilson runs onto the field on Sunday. I'll be on my feet. I'll be telling you that. I'll be on my feet for my living. I'm speaking it into existence. Zach, Zach sucks. If Zach Wilson comes in and blows <laughs> it, obviously they'll boo the hell out of him, and they'll they'll be like, we knew he was trash, right? But if he comes in and like wins the game for them, it'll be so hilarious. I mean, it's going to be amazing. I, I'm obviously hoping for Mike White's health, first and foremost. That's obvious. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But Mark, just what a, what a job by you. What a job. Uh, out of the heel turn from you. I love it so much. All right, my fourth pick. I'm going Carolina Panthers back to the well. One of the best teams against the spread since Matt Rule was uh, eliminated. Eliminated? <laughs> Let go as their head coach. And now this team is just playing physical, ground and pound football. Defensively, they've been good all year long. And now they go up against a Pittsburgh Steelers team. They don't know who their quarterback is going to be this weekend. And right now, I'm not sure if it particularly matters. Pickett's been whatever. Trubisky, no one's scared of. And Mason Rudolph, no one is scared of either. And most importantly here, the Pittsburgh Steelers give up 5.7 yards per carry. I'm sorry, yards per play on the ground. And that's led by their the uh, – the, well, I lost my number there. Um, and that's led by their, their defense of stopping the run is not very good – on top of it. And one of the Panthers want to do, they want to run the ball. They want to give it to Dante Foreman and Chubba Hubbard as much as possible. They want to keep the ball on the ground. They want to keep Sam Darnold's decisions to a minimum, making his life particularly easy. Now, last week, you know, Sam Darnold didn't have to do a whole lot to win that game, but they put up a really strong performance as a team. 
to beat the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are a better team than the Steelers. I think this Panthers team is playing with a chip on their shoulder that's physical, and they're showing why you know some people had them as a little bit of a darling coming into this year. They had such a slow start. They lost a bunch of games early, and now they've been playing really good football, led by this defense, led by the run game. I think that's going to help them tremendously here. I think the spread at minus three, you know, is it a little bit higher than I would have wanted? Sure. But right now with the over under being so low with the quarterback situation being up in the air in Pittsburgh, I think this is the right side to be on. There's not a particular uh, shade of money on the ticket side from pregame.com. It's basically even right now. So I think this is a good place to be Panthers ride their defense, ride their ground game against the Steelers who don't know who their quarterback is. Panthers minus three at home versus Steelers. All right. Final pick. Um, I'm fading the giants. Um, I'm giving me, give me the commanders and let's uh, let's do the Patty Boyle. Same game parlay here. Commanders money line under 50 and a half minus one Oh five odds. Uh, the giants lost and blew up their season. I believe two weeks ago when Brian Dayball played for the tie at home, uh, when they should have beat Washington. Now the commanders are coming off the bye. The Giants just got absolutely blown apart last week by Philadelphia. The Giants secondary is an absolute shambles right now, and I'm not expecting a Dory Jackson to return this week. So you've got Dane Belton over the top with Julian Love, who, by the way, Julian Love is should be a pro bowler this year, and even then made one of the most inexplicable plays I saw last week on that fourth down pass. All he had to do was light up Devonta Smith, who, I mean, he really, you know, you talk about Mike Smith, uh, Mike White's ribs getting battered. Julian Love should have put one right in the ribs of Devonta Smith. Instead, he goes for the interception, whiffs, falls on his face, and that was the ball game right there. Uh, and then you've got the the corners, uh, you know, Fabian Moreau and Cordell Flott, uh, you know, and some other practice guys that are supposed to be going to be covering Scary T this weekend, Scary Terry and Jahan Dotson, who is coming back off the injury. Uh, yeah, Washington is going to be able to move the football and look, you got chase young, unless he's got a setback coming in practice, coming off the bye, he was a game time decision two weeks ago when they played, he's been practicing limited fashion all week, but I think you get the return of chase young Montez sweat was a full participant in practice on Thursday. So you got those guys coming off the edge. Daniel Jones, unfortunately is going to be in a world of trouble with an offensive line that can't block my dead grandma. And again, Everybody knows what this what the the game plan is to stop the Giants. That's low the box and stop Saquon Barkley, who has looked very mediocre after his beast of a start to the season. So they're going to stop that, and they're going to force Dan Jones to throw the football, which Mike Kafka doesn't let him do anyway. So uh, the Commanders at home, they're going to win this game. And then the reason I'm doing the same game teaser with the under the Giants and the Commanders both number one and number two most profitable teams to the under uh, at home in the last two years and the giants are the most profitable team in total with the over under going to the under in the last two years, 32, 13 and one is the under in giants game since the start of the 2020 season, 71%. So I'll take the extra 10 points here. And uh, I don't see how either of these teams get to 24 and I don't see how the giants get to 20. Once again, I think this is going to be classic giants here of the last two years rather than the, the team we saw in the beginning of the season. And now I'm starting to see where Mark says, I'm not going to win another game all year. Maybe they beat the Colts. You know what? Actually, Mark, no, I'm not there yet because they can <laughs> beat the Colts and then they're going to go up against an Eagles team. That's going to be resting everybody in week 18. And even if the giants lose this game, they still have a chance to back into the playoffs. If they can win the final two weeks, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think this game means everything for Washington. They know that they're essentially in if they win on Sunday night at home, Giants should have beaten them two weeks ago. They're not beating them on Sunday night. They'll lose to Minshew week 18. Trust me, they'll, they'll, they'll do that. Um, but real quick, what I do want to touch on real quick, my previous pick, I got a little mixed up here. The Browns are going up against the backup quarterback. It's going to be Ty Huntley. They're not going to go going up against the uh, the Steelers. Um, still living in, in week 14, apparently, in my head. Um, anyway, fifth pick. Um <clears throat> You know, I was leaning Chiefs Broncos money line parlay, and then you know, Russell Wilson might not play this week, so I'm forced to call an audible. Going to go a little uh, Omaha here and go Chiefs minus five and a half. Kind of in a pick that burned me last week, teasing the Cowboys down against the Texans to five and a half. But look, two weeks in a row, Kansas City saw what happened last week. 
this game better not even be close to the five and a half, but we're going to make that leg number one anyway. Chiefs minus five and a half against the Texans shouldn't even be close. Um, <clears throat> I feel like Mahomes three interceptions last week too. I feel like he writes the ship a little bit this week. I'm going to go out and predict a uh, clean game from Patty and Mahomes turnover wise uh, this week. And then legs two and three. Look, you guys can hate on it all you want, but we're going to go back to it. Los Angeles Chargers point total over 19 and a half. For leg two in this one, Pete mentioned they got all the boys back. The offense looked fantastic last week. Only scored 23 points in the game, but that does get us over the total of 19 and a half here. I think they are due for a major breakout. I think they they tap over 30 in this one against the Titans defense. That is severely beaten up. Um, and then on the flip side, we're going to go Tennessee Titans under 32 and a half points in this one. Um, Traylon Burks still has not come back to practice. To me, he's their best weapon outside of Derrick Henry. And bottom line, if you just have Derrick Henry, yes, you know, he's fantastic and whatnot, but you're going to score over 32 and a half points in this game with the Tennessee offense, especially against the Charger defense that, hey, I'm going to buy into last week. They held the Dolphins to under 20. So I just need under 33 here this week against an offense that's nowhere near as good as the Dolphins. Um, so we're going to go Chiefs minus five and a half, Chargers over 19 and a half points with the Titans under 32 and a half points plus 100 pick five. All right, pick five for me now, last but not least. And I'm going to go with a teaser for my final pick. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles down to two and a half from their minus nine currently against the Bears. And then for my second part, I'm going to go with the Bengals money line, getting them from three and a half down to money line here. And it feels a little bit square. And Pat, I know that's kind of part of your reasoning as to why you went bucks plus seven and a half, but I looked into everything I possibly could about this matchup and I just don't understand why or how the Buccaneers are supposed to be beating the Bengals right now. The Bengals are playing much better football. Their defense has been playing spectacular right now. I think that this three and a half is a bit of a respect thing with the Buccaneers, a bit of a home field thing. If this game was in Cincinnati, it'd probably be five and a half, six. I think the, the line's decently, decently placed there, right? But with this teaser, you get the Eagles down from minus nine to uh, minus two and a half. They only have to beat the Bears by a field goal, and you get the Bengals at a money line spot here. So even if this game goes deep into the fourth quarter being tight, you just need the Bengals to win this one outright. So I love this one here. The Bengals defense has been one of the best stories in the entire league this year. I think if, if you really think about what makes them great, everyone always instantly thinks of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, but what they've done against some of their opponents here, especially in second halves and, and making adjustments, it really gives you great confidence when they're going up against Tom Brady going into fourth quarters here where he obviously makes a big difference there. Uh, I'm, I'm trusting Lou Anarumo and those boys in Cincinnati to get the job done here. They also can now smell the blood in the water. You know Who knows what's going to happen with the Ravens on Saturday? They're going to know what they have to do. And either if the Ravens win or lose, the Bengals need this one. And why should they be afraid of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers or Florida for that matter. This is an opportunity for them to do something special here and make some noise and possibly win this AFC North. This is the moment they have to capture um, on the front of the Eagles. This offense is such a well-oiled machine. I really considered making this pick at minus nine, just straight up taking the Eagles as a straight bet minus nine, but the, the Bears offense, man, they can move the ball. They can get some points on the board. Justin Fields is healthy. He's going to play football this weekend. It should be a little bit more of a competitive game than the Giants had against them just because of the explosiveness from Justin Fields. But the Eagles are going to win this. They're too good. They're too consistent. They're too solid. I love this one right here. So you get minus 105 odds, Eagles minus 2.5, and, and Bengals money line. That's my final pick. There we go. Week 15 picks in the books, my friends. How are we feeling? I'm feeling fantastic. Feeling and fantastic. That's I, huh? And that's all I got to say. There you go. I love it. <laughs> Mark, any any words? Any last words over here? Um, You know... Normally I say, Pete, I'm not getting into the, these, this, you know, making a headline with how I feel about my picks uh, three and two last week, three and two the week before two and three the week before that. I'd like a week that doesn't involve a two and a three or a three and a two. 
if uh, if that makes sense. Four and one, five and zero oh would be great. You know, I'm only five and a half back of you over there. Maybe making a late run at, at you atop of the totem pole. But uh, <clears throat> main goal is to get back to five hundred. Still eight back, uh, eight under. So uh, hopefully this is uh, this is the week. Need a four or five. I hear you. I'm a little bit skeptical about my picks this week. Honestly, um, the Bengals money line play or the Bengals play at all feels very square. I don't like it, even though I think they're the better team by a long shot. Makes me nervous. Anytime back, backing the Chargers in any capacity makes me nervous. That's facts. Uh, so that's a little bit weird to me. Other than that, you know, we'll, we'll keep this thing moving. I think the three and twos help you chip away and I'm loving it. And uh, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm hoping I'm hoping for a Jets win because I'll be in the stadium on Sunday. So I'm excited for that. But, you know, that line was a little bit shocking, too. And we didn't bring up the idea of the Vikings being dogs against the Lions. And now the Jets coming in and being favorites against the Lions. Like, you know, what is Vegas telling us here with something like that? And, you know, Pat, you went Jets minus one and a half. I think it's a smart pick. I do like what they have to offer here against this Lions offense. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I'm not getting scared away by being on the wrong side of a pick last week. I, I knew full well going into it, Detroit was playing really good football. I thought Minnesota would step up to the challenge and get it done. They didn't. It doesn't change my mind about how I feel about the Jets. And I know Detroit is still playing red hot football. I think the Jets are able to neutralize their offense. That's going to be the difference. Can't wait. Can't wait. And maybe the heel turn for Mark will continue to be successful. We shall see. <laughs> All right, fellas. Thank you for bearing with me and everyone listening. Thank you for bearing with this voice that I'm working with right now. Hopefully by next week, I'll sound like a normal human being again. But thank you for listening. As always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcast app and Spotify. Subscribe and hit the notification bell on YouTube. And we will talk to you next week. Back with two episodes next week. No more of this one, one episode a week crap. I'm not going to miss another one. Don't you worry about that. So thank you guys as always. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy week 15. Cheers.